All right, hey folks, it's Jamie Oikel here with runningrestaurants.com. Another episode of Cracking the Restaurant Labor Crunch. This one is going to be fun because I have a former classmate going all the way back from high school who is a restaurant operator up in Beverly, Massachusetts, Craig DiOrio, Fibber McGee's. How are you, man? Good, Jamie. Thanks for having me. What's what's interesting, and we'll, we'll we'll date the show. We sometimes we don't always date the show, but this is the morning after. So Craig was at the Boston Red Sox last night. The last two nights, he says. So he's a tired restaurant operator. Imagine that, Boston Red Sox fan. The crowd has been unbelievable at the games. Uh, by the way, just seeing everybody uh, on on top of each other has been jarring for one thing. But but it seemed like they're having fun. And unfortunately, you had to with uh, withstand a, a horrible ninth inning uh, there yesterday. But how's the uh, how's the sentiment there with the Boston fans? Uh, you know, pretty confident up until last night. Now, you know, we'll see what happens. I think uh, at least the series is only tied to uh, 2-2. So, uh, you know, lost home field advantage kind of stinks a little bit. But uh, but we'll see. You know, anything goes, I guess, in, in October baseball. So, but it was a lot of fun going the last couple of games. But it's also always trying to, tricky to, uh, you know, to try to juggle the, uh, the work-life balance, you know. Yeah, I can't. I, I can imagine the the grand. The, the, they've hit a bunch of grand slams. It's been fun. They are they're exceeding their expectations, but yeah, man, th- being up three one feels a lot better than being two two and and uh, and so forth. But uh, anyway, I hope the Red Sox can pull it off. But anyway, we're here to talk about restaurant labor. I've I've seen Craig post stuff on on his feed, at least on Facebook. I see him see his stuff. He's probably on some other channels, so we can talk about that. But you guys, like every other restaurant has been looking for staff through this through this challenging phase. What have you guys done that's worked? What are you trying? What are you seeing out there? Uh, you know what? It has been a challenge, um, not just for us, but in talking to other, you know, other people that own other businesses, not just restaurants, but, but certainly restaurants. Um, I think time has really played a factor and time in the terms of, in the sense of, uh, you know, unemployment. Um, we're starting to see a little bit more, a little bit of an improvement in terms of people applying, you know, I'd say up until, you know, the, the federal, um, uh, end to the, uh, to the unemployment, actually unemployment benefits, you know, everything was pretty much, you might get an application every couple of weeks. And then that person either just wasn't, you know, necessarily qualified or they weren't returning a phone call when the unemployment started to run out, you started to get. Uh, some more applications, but you know, they wouldn't show up for the interview mm. or like a week or two after that, they'd start showing up for the interviews. Um, and then, you know, but wouldn't necessarily show up for the first day of work. Uh, sure. And then you'd have people that would show up for the first day of work a couple of weeks later, but they'd work a couple of days and say, yeah, I don't want to do this. Uh, but we actually now have a handful of people that have been here for, I'd say, a month or so now, um, or at least three or four weeks. And it seems like there's a decent crew that hopefully we can retain for, you know, for a little bit longer than just a few weeks, you know, so. Totally, totally different, right, man? I know I know that, you know, ghosting used to be a thing, but I, it's like it comes up in everything we talk about and everything I read, just people saying they're going to show up, don't show up, saying they're going to work, don't show up for work. That, that's been a phenomenon that I don't think existed uh, two, two years ago. That's been crazy. What, what do you use? What have you been using for the application side? Just, hey, come into the restaurant. Hey, use uh, Indeed. Hey, use what, – what, how are you getting people yeah, to start? So, so the few things that I've, I've, we've tried um, has been, you know, obviously social media, uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Indeed. Even, you know, even tried Craigslist a few times as well. Your own uh, list? I'm yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I wish I wish that was mine. I probably would be having this conversation right now with you up yeah. down the islands, maybe. Yeah, that's um, right. 
But, uh, you know, the thing that probably works the best is it was actually I posted some signs up inside the restaurant. Uh, and that seems to have gotten some of the, the more recent candidates and some of it is, you know, either their customers or work customers or, mm-hmm. uh, or are friends of, of, uh, people that worked here, you know, mm-hmm. so the networking mm-hmm. or the, you know, get through the connections. Those seem to be the best, uh, in terms of retention or retaining them, uh, you know, after that, or at least getting them to show up and not ghosting. Right. Um, I think at one point, a lot of the indeed stuff for us just hasn't worked. I don't know why, but it, it really hasn't. Um, so it's it's really just been sort of people coming into the place, seeing some signs outside, inside. Uh, so the, that's that's been the really the so far the the thing that's been the most successful. Did you do anything for your your current staff in terms of referrals if they bring someone in, or did you have you given them any more money for staying around? Either of those? Yeah. So we haven't done any referrals. We haven't done any um, uh, signing bonuses, any of that stuff. Um, we so you know the couple of employees that when I say employees too, you know. Uh, I kind of have to kind of break it out a little bit. It's there's a front of the house and a back of the house. You know, this is a full service restaurant. So we have a fr- front of the house who really there's been a little turnover in COVID. Actually, there's been a, a probably significant for us because most of our employees have been with us for, you know, eight, nine, 10 years. Um, I'd say 50 percent of them are, are those currently and the others maybe have been the last handful of months. Uh, but the front of the house is a different animal. Uh, it's all tip generated um, and we don't seem to have an issue in that in that capacity it's hmm. it's really the back of the house uh that that when i'm talking about this that you know that that we're kind of discussing is the the guys in the kitchen uh and so you know about you know the guys that have been with me for a while they they were great uh during covid they worked uh we you know i we stayed open as much as possible they worked a lot uh they were happy to to be able to get you know a, a weekly uh pay uh, and they were great about not kind of coming to me and saying, hey, we want to raise, you know, at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was, you know, a year, year and a half goes into it. And they, they did kind of come out and say, hey, listen, you know, we, we think we deserve more. Plus, the market is adjusting, which oh, I yeah. totally understand, you know. So we, we the, for the few hand, key guys that we had, we did a great job of sitting down and having a conversation saying this is what I can do now. And this is what hopefully I can do in the future, you know. Uh, but let's see where the future brings us because I, we don't know. This is pre-Delta. Uh, variant when we were talking about it so you know that sort of uh you know the delta variant not knowing whether they're shut down again i you know i got a little concerned so we did do some retention bonuses with those guys um you know i said listen i'll adjust your rate and i'll also give you you know some money you know you know some bonus today uh and that's reevaluate let's say at the end of the year you know see where we're at so that was sort of what we did with with those guys um and then you know in terms of the people that we're bringing in i think our our hourly rate is pretty competitive i think we we kind of err on the side of giving an extra dollar to an hour maybe to mm-hmm. to uh you know to attract people that way instead of doing the bonus um you know because we're looking for you know people that can handle a, a pretty serious uh you know work workload back there too as well it's a pretty high volume place so uh there's a lot of a lot of uh, uh non-stop kind of on your feet go 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 type of stuff you know so you guys are in uh, in Massachusetts, obviously. Obviously, uh, you guys locked down as hard as probably any part of the country when it was uh, early early COVID stages. I'm sure there was panic uh, along along the lines for for sure. Uh, government uh, funds end up being a part of the equation for you guys with the, the relief funds and uh, round one, round two. Any of that help along the way? Yeah, I think um, you know each. You know, each ownership 
or each restaurant really is different, you know, in terms of how, you know, how they go ahead and, 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 uh, you know, get into the release stuff. You know, we definitely did a round of PPP. We did a second round of PPP. And then there was a restaurant relief fund um, that we were fortunate enough to get in on early enough from an application standpoint. So we were able to get some, uh, some funding from that as well. Yeah. Um, you know, where I know not, not everybody was, uh, and, you know, I actually, honestly, I haven't been following more recently, whether or not, you know, I know they were looking to try to put some more funding into that, but, um, but for us, yeah, we were, we did, you know, uh, you know, my background is accounting. It's not really restaurants. So at least for, you know, my, my degree. So, you know, that was really where I targeted, um, you know, making yeah. sure that we were able to get the most that we could get from the, you know, from the relief. So. Yeah, and that's good. I kind of forgot forgot about that on the background, the, the accounting side. That's good. Yeah, I, uh, there was an accountant that we interviewed when it was all going on. There was so much, all the paperwork, all the stuff you got to apply and track. And so having that mindset in your background was definitely a plus, definitely a help. And then hey, let's 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 stay there for a second. So we go back to high school. And the math, the math just screwed with me the other day, man. Like thirty years is like, our, our, that's not, that's not, that's not good yeah. math. I was like, what no, the hell is happening? Yeah, it's getting scary. My son uh, cool. is actually a seventh grader now there at uh, at the at the same school. So it's kind of funny. He's running cross country, which is what I did there, and uh, to watch him and and the, and the coaches are still the same coaches over there. So that's yeah, kinda, that's kind of crazy. Thirty years later, you know. So that is that. Yeah, that's wild. That the school's got great retention. I mean, great retention of staff. A great great school up in up in Danver Danvers, Mass. So that's good that they get to go there and see that man. We've we've joked joked for years about moving back and putting putting my son there. That would be fun. But uh, let 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 me ask you a question about. Um, Anything operationally you've done? So we, we got the labor crunch, and that's that makes them, sometimes we're having less people. So obviously you've probably run shifts where you didn't have the optimal number of people, and, and a lot of operators uh, have started to fish into the technology pool for stuff they can streamline, whether it's scheduling or inventory or stuff that takes hours away. Anything you guys have found that's been helpful on the tech side? You know, it's funny. I am not the best when it comes to the tech stuff, which I get a lot of probably a lot of operators, restaurant operators are not. Totally. Uh, make, you know, change is, change is good, but sometimes it's very difficult. And during the time, you know, the last 18 months, we've been changing a lot. Uh, but then sometimes it's just hard to make some changes. So like one of the things that I tried to do and I, and I, I didn't end up actually being successful at it at this point, uh, I signed up for uh, seven shifts, right. Which is a, mm -hmm. uh, scheduling app, right. To try mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. help with, uh, some scheduling, especially in the front of the house. Um, and I just haven't been able to, you know, sit down and really get it working right, you know, get it, get everything input and, 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 you know, which is, it's just hard. It, it carves, you have to carve out a decent amount of time to do that. Um, so in terms of, you know, technology, you know, probably really haven't, you know, used a whole heck of a lot. We really didn't, we didn't upgrade our POS, uh, during the, during mm. the pandemic. Um, you know, all things that. I'm I'm a little bit more conservative, right? I'm I want to get us out of, through the woods before out of the woods before we actually end up saying, okay, let's start spending a couple more bucks and 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 getting us back into it. And we're getting there. I think we're getting close. You know, business itself has been has been pretty pretty good over the last uh, you know few months. And you know, in terms of uh, you know customers, uh, you know, uh, most of them are back, and and they actually they're really a lot of them are really ready to go. You know, we're almost almost could be busier if we didn't uh didn't do some things like you know and one of the questions you had was you know did we do anything operational our hours are still kind of curbed a little bit you know we, mm -hmm. 
you know, mm-hmm. instead of being open till one o'clock every night, you know, uh, Sunday through Thursday, it's really only 10 or 11, 11 o'clock, really. Uh, we just started bringing back live entertainment uh, this past Saturday. Um, so that's another thing that we, you know, kind of dipping our, our t- everything is like, you know, you dip your toe in to see how it goes and then go from there. You just don't know what's coming around the corner. So, um, you know, so a lot of different things that we've been doing to, to sort of get to where we were, but, you know, yeah. operational wise, we still have servers and bartenders acting as one, uh, one role, one job. Uh, they pull their right. tips still, yeah. Um, yeah. which is something that we didn't do pre COVID. I'd like to get back to that at some point. Um, but just making that change and kind of this upheaval of, you know, what we've been doing for 18 months now, even though we've been, you know, we were, we were changing on the, on the fly regularly. It's sometimes it's hard to do, you know, especially in the middle of a busy, busy time of year. So pivot, pivot, change, pivot again, figure something something else out. I like that. I like that. You, I like you call dipping toes and like getting back into something, seeing if it works, seeing if it, seeing if it, it sticks, right. You let's, you get the music and you find out, okay, yeah, people want it. Boom. Let's, let's, let's book it again. Um, you talk about the curbing hours and one of the frustrations we've obviously I've experienced it as a, as a guest, but we hear from operators is knowing that there's more business out there. You're like, you're leaving money on the table because you can't be open necessarily the days or the hours you want, or you, or you got to close a section of tables because you don't have staff. And that's gotta be the worst feeling. Like when you know that people want to give you money, but you like, can't take it. You have any of that? Uh, yeah, it's, it's funny because when I'm here kind of, uh, you know, I, I'm here sometimes running, running the floor, running the operations and sometimes I'm not. And I know that when I'm here, I'm, I'm trying to get every dime, right. Every person that comes to that door, I'm trying to find a way to get them to sit down and, and, you know, and spend some money. But I'm also aware of the fact that, you know, due to staffing, although we're pretty close to being back to full staff, but due to staffing, maybe it's going to take a little bit longer uh, for food to come out or for somebody to serve them, you know, at the tables. And, you know, the big thing for me, if I always said this to, to my staff, is that um, you got to set the expectation, you know. And if you can set the expectation when the guest comes in right away, mm-hmm. then at least they're aware that, hey, listen, it might take 45 minutes to an hour for food to come out. So if you're really, really hungry and you can't wait that long, just know that that's, you know, that's what it's going to be. And if you're fine with that, and most people are, they say, you know what, that's fine. We'll just, we'll sit and we'll, we'll chat and we'll have a drink while we wait. And it's not a, not a big deal. Uh, so setting that expectation is, I think, key. Um, you know, and, and people, and the other thing too is that you, I think the general public is a little bit more knowledgeable through, you know, the news and media about what's going on, whether it's, it's true. Um, you know, whether it's the labor shortage, you know, they see the signs when they come in. I think that was a big thing. You know, putting the signs up was key to try to get some employees, but it was also kind of a sort of an advertising marketing ploy to kind of say, hey, listen, we need help and just bear with us, you know. Um, I've seen, you're right, you're right, man. I, I've same, I've same feeling. I see, I, I see that they're looking for staff. So it's like, ah, oh, shoot, I, I know, I know what's, I know what's about to happen here. I know it's going to be slow, yeah. but I, but and we're we, so we've been, I've been a little bit more gracious when we've been out. We've been frustrated a few times, like we're in a big group or whatever after a game or something. Yeah. We're chilling, big group. You're like, it's taking forever. What's, uh, you know, what's going on? I've read stories about bad customers. Have you guys had any of that where people are like, what the hell, man? I mean, give me my uh, food. Yeah, I like to That's say That's Boston. No. I mean, some someone must have got unruly yeah. at some point. Yeah, I'd like to say no, but um, <laughs> there was there was a guy a couple of weeks ago, you know, he ordered, he had a couple of drinks, and I'm not sure if he had a couple of drinks before he got here, but he had ordered some food, and I don't even know what occurred between him and the, the wait staff, but, uh, you know, the bartender kind of came back to me saying, this guy's 
upset and he's being rude or whatever. And before I could even come out, he was already gone and he left and he didn't pay his tab. Uh, but yeah. and the, and the to go food that he had ordered was sitting at the bar, so it was ready. So I don't, you know, don't even know what the, the, the concern was, but. So I actually had another one of my uh, <laughs> one of my bartenders actually volunteered to go walk down the street and find him and have him pay and have him pay at least no. for the for the drinks, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, so which was good, but uh, but yeah, you know, we've had a little bit of that, but not really. I mean, people I think are for the most part are understanding. You know, they understand. Uh, you know, the labor shortage. They're starting to understand the supply chain issues. You know, I mean, we yeah. haven't had. You know, we serve potato skins and we have not been able to get potato skins for four months. Mm. Um, it's on the menu and I'm not going to change the menu because, we, you know, you have to print that, you have to copy it, you, you know, all that stuff. Um, so it's not like we're going to change that daily. But, you know, people are kind of, under, you know, they see in the media, they're, they're starting to understand, hey, you know, I, you know, they can't get a, I, I actually went to a, a, a breakfast place, a cafe and wanted a large iced tea. And they said, sorry, all we, oh, I said, I want a medium or something. They said, all we have is large cups. I said, that's fine. That's not an issue. But, you know, getting plastic cups, getting to go and take out stuff has just been, been a nightmare. Um, but I do have a, 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 an amazing chef who, who really knows what he's doing. He gets ahead of it. You know, we, we actually ordered a bunch of, uh, uh, you know, takeout and paper goods uh, in advance, like a two or three or four week supply ahead of time. We have the storage and we have the, the cash flow to do that. Uh, so that, you know, when there is that inability to get it on a specific week, we're able to kind of use the stockpile that we have. So good, but, good, smart to get ahead. Last thing, last thing I want to hit you with, cause I want to go back to this. I love the mindset that you talked about, uh, when you're in there, you're trying to get every dime out of, out of, out of, out of the customers that are there. What's one or two tips you share with the staff to maximize the table, uh, you know, revenue per table, anything you share with them is like, guys, don't, don't miss that opportunity. What do you yeah, tell them? So, do? so it's 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 been tough too. Like one of the things is we have some outdoor outside dining, we have some inside dining. If you put every if you put a seat in every or a person in every seat inside and outside, it's actually more than what we had before. So it's even more overwhelming for the kitchen, right? So there's sort of that balance of trying to juggle the right amount of people without putting that that overload on the kitchen or overload on the staff, which then in turns really hurts the customer's experience because it's taking even longer for the food to come out. So I try to tell them, you know, how to, I try to help, help them kind of seat the restaurant and try to, you know, show them, listen, this is where we're at now. Um, you know, we'll do this, you know, this is where we'll, we won't sit out back for now. Right. But if all of a sudden we realize we're just going to wait of, you know, four or five groups and everybody else has already eaten. Okay. Let's time this right. We can start sitting a few people out back. Um, you know, I'm trying to think of some of the other things that, uh, that we talk about. I think one of the, one of the interesting things that I think a lot of people will agree with people will come in. We're a pub, we're a bar. So, you know, there's seating, there's not really a waiting area. So people will come in looking for a table and there might be a 30 or 40 minute wait. And in the past they say, okay, you know, we put them on the list and they'd come into the bar and they'd stand and they have a drink. No one feels, seems to be feel comfortable standing and having a drink while That's they right. wait for a table, mm -hmm. like behind, you know, behind somebody. I mean, a couple people, it's, it's just, I have to explain to the customer. I say, you know, they're like, oh, we'll just wait outside. I'm like, you're more than welcome to stand and have a drink. And they're like, oh, we can do that. I said, yeah, you know, some of it is preference, obviously their preference. Um, but for us, it's, you know, I try to say, hey, listen, you know, don't go anywhere, hang out, grab a drink. I'll get back to you another five minutes and give you an update on if it's going to be a little bit sooner than say 30 minutes or whatever it might be. 
Yeah, so, yeah, so yeah. it is. It is a different vibe to be in a crowded place. People are still getting back and comfortable and whatnot. But um, and this, it's 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 super great to connect to to a, to an old classmate here, an operator up up there in a in a challenging marketplace. I've seen you guys do it. I'm glad to hear that things are trending trending back well. Uh, we'll try. Maybe we'll reconnect in another another few months and do another uh, session. Check in on you. Uh, in the meantime, a uh, big big sports fan. So let's uh, let's say go Sox, right? We got yep. the Red Sox two two against Houston. Hopefully by the time this premieres, they've won the series. And if not, we're gonna look stupid. But you know, whatever, <laughs> whatever. And then yeah. we'll just change change it to go Pats or Bruins or something else. Someone someone else will this someone else will do well. Yeah, yeah. Next, next, next season, next board. So, all right, this has been Jamie Oichel from RunningRestaurants.com along with Craig DiOrio from Fibber uh, McGee's in Beverly, Mass. I want to thank our, our diamond sponsor, Performance Food Service, uh, for helping us with this show. They are at PerformanceFoodService.com. We appreciate their support. Craig, we'll see you soon, man. Be well. All right. Thank, thanks, Jamie. We'll Bye -bye. see you. Thanks.